0: women, passion, success. Welcome to the all new Francisca Show Podcast on the Jewish Coffeehouse Network. Who am I? I'm Francisca, singer, composer, music producer, and now success coach for podcasters. I took a podcast, grew an audience, and monetized it. With over 60 original songs, 20 music videos, and over 100 podcast episodes, I present to you K Productions LLC, a white glove podcast production agency that helps entrepreneurs just like you create great content, attract their ideal clients, and make more money by using the power of podcasts. On this show, you'll be hearing from successful female entrepreneurs about their journey. Go ahead and subscribe, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy this episode. Today, with us, we have Allison Garrett, the CEO of Pamper Perfect Mobile Spa. And I'm so excited to talk about her. First of all, I know her personally from my local gym spa. You have ventured in person experience, and I'm so excited to hear about it and how COVID has affected it. So, Allison, the floor is yours. Tell us a little bit about you and uh, what got you into this work. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Pamper Perfect Mobile Spa
1: started from my experience from working in a salon. I've been in the salon industry for almost 30 years. And earlier in my uh, salon career, people would always say they wish that they could do this at home. You know, they would have groups of ladies coming in, mainly for wedding parties, uh, and they have large groups, but it would be very difficult for um, the salons to accommodate their groups. So if they have, you know, six to eight ladies They can't all be done at the same time. They have different timeframes. So I started to explore that literally just from someone asking me if I could do this at their home before their wedding. Uh, And people really started to love it. They started to say, this is a great idea. And little by little, I started to implement it as as a true business.
0: So take us from working for someone else to building your own business. What was the transition like as an entrepreneur? It wasn't
1: an easy transition because there was a lot of speculation that the work that I was trying to do, once I recognized that I wanted to do it as a business, it was almost like a conflict of interest to work in a salon. So, you know, when people heard about what I was doing, they would say, oh, that's great. But then in the very next sentence, it's like, um, but, you know, where are you getting your clients? Like, are you using the clients from here? And um, you know, so it was a, it was me at first trying to convince them that it wasn't a competition. That most people that got this done, it was an event only, and they would still continue to come to the location for their regular maintenance, which really was like a win win in my eyes. I mean, it didn't work out that way, and unfortunately, um, when I started to really get recognized in the media for the business, the salon that I was working at terminated me, uh, and I was pretty much pushed into doing it full time. And at that point I, w- I was doing pretty well with it. Um, but it allowed me to take the leap. So it was almost like, dang, I would have never wanted that to have happened, but it really, it really pushed me. So it gave me like the back up against the wall kind of thing where I'm, I'm like, okay, this is working, but now I really have to make it work. Cause I have to supplement this to be my full income with, you know, without working at the salon.
0: So, how long did it take you to get back on your feet, or was your business already picking up at that point? So, you were able to replace the income. It probably took
1: about six months. The positive in it was Pamper Perfect operates at its highest uh, level um, and revenue generating, like during the spring and summer. So, it was just around that time. So, I think it kind of gave me the push. Uh, And then I got one really big event booked. And I think that was like my, you know, sometimes you look for that sign. You know, that confirmation. Yeah, like that sign. It's like this one woman's like, my daughter's getting married. I want to do every all this for her friend her and her friend. So it was like no, you know, she wanted to just kind of include everything. So that was when I really created the concept to include more people. She had about 15 girls. They wanted manicures, pedicures, massages, facials, they wanted robes. So at that point, I had to recruit other people, and I think that that was where it really
0: took off. Congratulations, by the way, this is super major. Thank you. (laughs) Your staff were like contractors, so when you'd get a gig, you would hire them, or were they employees? Yes, so they were
1: gig workers, so contractors. So just from being in the industry for quite some time, I knew a lot of um, you know spa professionals. So it was it's almost like you you connect with them. Hey, these are the uh, gigs coming up. You know, we schedule people to work them. And eventually I ended up with pretty much the same team um, on a consistent basis. But yes, it's more of an independent contractor work.
0: Right. So that begs the question, how was working with a new team or a different team every time? Were there any issues that came up?
1: Very rarely. I feel like I've always believed that you get more, you know, when you're on your way as opposed to waiting till all conditions were favorable. So I felt like some of the things that I learned were things that I would have never learned unless it happened to me. So like if someone gets sick at the last minute or, you know, things like that. But most of the people that I was connected to, um, I already trusted them and they had uh, credibility with, you know, just showing up on time and doing, you know, doing what they needed to do. So it wasn't really like a full new team um but m- all of the people that I knew but they just kind of gelled differently with different people and then based on availability some people just were had greater availability to be able to take everything and occasionally I would have to plug in a new person here and there
0: got it so where did you find your clients after the sal- <laughs> the salon take your whole stream away yeah so it was
1: it's st- word of mouth was huge um I did have a website and I started doing I think during that time, social media wasn't even as big as it was. So I think at that time I started doing Google ads. Uh, And right now that is where like 95% of our business comes from Google, people doing a Google search. So I really got ahead of the game where we're ranked very highly. We typically pop up as the only mobile spa, no matter where someone um, Googles it from. So, and the name of the business actually helped as well. So when people are looking for mobile spa, um, instead of, you know, like Allison's, you know, on-site spa or something like that. It's like Pamper Perfect Mobile Spa. It just it just, it just just came up. So, yeah, most of it was um, through word of mouth and through Google ads
0: and searches. And did you need help getting that op- search engine optimization going for
1: you? Now I was going to networking events. This is when, like, networking in person was a big deal. So I would go and do my pitch and, um, you know, meet people there. I also did a lot of bridal shows. So in that, um, in those communities, I would meet other people that had things to offer that could help me grow. Like I knew nothing about search engine optimization. I didn't you know, I mean, my biggest question at the point was what colors do I use? You know, and I would get that from professionals, they would say, well, if it's like a relaxing party, then that's where the blues and the greens come in. But I was like, no, our parties are like fun and sophisticated. So that's how I came up with the red. So I gathered more along my along my way. While I was working the business, then I probably, I think that's why it takes people so long is because you try to get everything right away, but I learned so much more in the process and it just made it that much more better.
0: I love it because that's sort of how I roll. I'll start something off of inspiration and then I perfect it. I make it better and and that's just how I roll. So I definitely connect with that. So the big question is how has COVID affected your business? Ooh, well... I think um, that
1: was, it was really tough because we were mobile and we worked with groups and since most of our business was wedding, um, no one was gathering. So in 2020, I think when the last I, I checked, when I was going through everything, I probably made like $600 in the whole year of 2020. So it totally shut the business down because of all the regulations, because of the fear and because of, you know, the idea of to really know what we were doing to help keep he- keep people safe. So it affected my business in a way where a lot of people wanted individual services. Um, but my business wasn't really modeled to take on a one-on-one. It's not usually worth it for a professional to agree to go to a gig just for one, you know, one manicure or one pedicure. So while we continue to get requests for individuals, uh, we really just started picking back up um, maybe within the last sixty days.
0: Okay. So what would it cost to Have a mobile spa at your shop, like bridal event. Yeah. So we have different
1: packages. It's a per person rate. So it's anywhere from $60 per person and as much as $215 a person. It just all kind of depends on what services you're looking for uh, and the length of time. So we work with, you know, we work with groups and individuals in their home or at hotels. And we also do a lot of corporate events where you hire a technician on an hourly basis to kind of provide a like a special gift or a relaxation or appreciation for um for a team.
0: Got it. Very cool. And are you on site for every event or are you managing? No,
1: I am managing and directing behind the scenes. Um, sometimes I show up for really cool events. Um, we've done a lot of celebrity events, sports teams. Um, those are the ones that I usually like to show up for just to have my presence known and to meet some of the other people so that I could- uh,
0: Build a relationship. You know, kind of network
1: and build, yeah, build a relationship with the people that are, are are running those types of events. But the day-to-day and the in-home parties, I usually leave that up to my
0: team. Got it. And when you did resume post-COVID in the last 60 days, was it like easy breezy or are you making people feel more comfortable or are they like, we're done with COVID, come on in? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Probably a combination of both. I mean, we always let them know what we do, um, because we do have to stick to our state guidelines. So there's certain things that maybe they would be like, "We don't care," you but to. you know, um, you know, we we have certain things that we have to do or we have to put in place while they're obtaining their service. Um, we've done a lot more outdoor events, which makes it nice. Um, but yeah, no, I think um, the point where people really started calling back to invite us in. I think we had all gotten to a place where we knew how to maneuver, you know, when COVID first hit, no one knew what was happening. We figured, all right, two weeks, we'll be, you know, we'll be back up and running. Things will work out. And then it went into two months and then to, you know, six months. And so I think at this point, everyone kind of knows what they have to do, you know, maintaining distance when possible, wearing a mask, you know, washing our hands. We have an enhanced cleaning protocol. Um, you know, and, um, our technicians, we, you know, work with our technicians closely with their testing and if guests get tested temperature checks. So we kind of, you know, cover all the bases. I think right now, most people are just okay with knowing what to do. Um, and
0: the, the measures that we take, people are happy with. Okay. So moving along, I know you host a podcast. Yes. Talk to me about that. How did you start it? Why did you start it and what's behind it?
1: Well, I started it
0: mainly because I am
1: like, uh, like the whole thought provoking conversation is like in my back pocket at every moment of every day. So when I have conversations with people, often we're like, oh my gosh, this would like be so great if other people could hear us talking. And it started with my son, me and my son, were having a conversation and our conversations are always like that. And I wanted to talk about trauma um, because I feel like, You know, we always talk about traumatic events, but how does it affect kids when your parents are going through trauma? So we really just sat down and had a conversation that said, "Okay, I went through all of this. But what was going on with you when you went through all of this? This is not anything that we ever talked about. And that's kind of how it was. And I've always wanted to do a podcast. So, you know, like we said earlier, and like you said, how you do things. I didn't try to have it all, you know, all prettied up and all of that. I'm like, what app can I use? I didn't have anything fancy. It was like you could record from your app. You could stop and start. You can cut and paste uh, and you get the link. And I just shared it and just started telling people. So I started to find more people to talk about trauma, resilience, and successful survivors.
0: Okay. So my signature question to you is, what is a five-minute ritual or daily routine that you do or you recommend others to do?
1: Yeah, this is a big one. So I usually um, start with a light meditation every morning before I am out of the bed. I found that when I said that I was going to do it after I got up and brushed my teeth and then I'm running late and I want to grab a coffee, it just didn't end up happening. So I just do like a quiet, I call it like a, like setting my day meditation. So it doesn't mean that I'm, I don't really have a mantra or anything, but it's really just like Closing my eyes, like I'm doing it now and I'm almost feeling like I could go there. (laughs) Closing my eyes and really just figuring out, you know, setting my day to setting my intentions for my day to go well, for me to be uh, in the places that I need to be, for me to say the things that I need to say uh, and and to just show up um, being myself in the most authentic way. So I just kind of do that for a few minutes every morning and I set my intentions and it sets the tone for a, a great day in more than none out of out of the cases yeah,
0: that's so beautiful. ok. And Allison, where can people find you or book you?
1: You can book me at pamperperfectmobilespa.com. dot com and we're also on Instagram at pamperperfect. You can find some pictures of some of our events there. but yes, website is pamperperfectmobilespa.com.
0: dot com amazing. Thank you so much for coming out to the show, talking about your business. It's a pleasure having you. Thank you. It was awesome. Thank you for thinking of me. I really enjoyed it. Friend, thank you so much for listening until the end. And if you enjoyed, please tell a friend, leave a review, and make sure to subscribe so you get a notification the next time an episode is out. Have you been thinking of launching a podcast? Great. Let me help you launch and produce your show and take the headache away. Just click on the link in the show notes and make sure to tune in next time. See ya.